the most satisfying part is seeing, you know, someone come up to me and say, oh, you don't, you don't know how to do that. You know, and we run a flooring business and sometimes my installer doesn't know how to do things or subcontractors. And I'm like, just give me the hammer. You know, I got it. Like you can go home. Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 287 with Tiffany De Silva. Tiffany is a passionate real estate investor and loan officer with a love for tiny living. She's here to share her incredible journey of building her own 20 by 8.5 foot handcrafted tiny house while she was still in high school. Tiffany's story is truly inspiring from learning carpentry, plumbing, and electrical work to overcoming challenges and societal prejudice as a young female builder. Her perseverance and dedication to tiny living are sure to inspire and educate us all. So without further ado, let's dive into the world of tiny living with Tiffany. I am here with Tiffany De Silva. Tiffany is a real estate investor and loan officer with a passion for tiny houses and unconventional living. While still in high school, she made the leap to purchase a tiny house trailer to dedicate to her very own tiny house build. Three years later, she's officially finished her unique self-built tiny house. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm nice excited. to meet you too. And thanks, <laughs> thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. Uh, so tell me... Tell me about the tiny house you built. Like what's, you know, what's the size? What are the features? Like, yeah, get, run me through it. Yeah, of course. So uh, my tiny house is 20 foot by 8.5. I think it's like 100 inches. Okay. I know that I didn't want to go over the size limit, you know, to be able to drive it anywhere. Turns out I'm not going to do that anyways. Pretty sure I built it pretty good. I just don't want to risk driving it too far around. Yep. But yeah, I mean, you know, everything was hand built, framed out with wood. I mean, my dad did most of the work myself, but mm-hmm. it's a pretty small, tiny house compared to most that I see here and there. Mm-hmm. But it works for me. Me and my husband live here, so it doesn't bother us. And it's small enough for the both of us. <laughs> That's awesome. So how did you get into tiny houses in the first place? Yeah, so I guess everyone kind of goes through this phase where they are on YouTube at two in the morning and they're just bored out of their minds. (laughs) And I happened to run across a little tiny house video and I was like, wow, I was shook. You know, I was amazed. I was like, this is crazy. People actually do this, you know, and they're able to build it themselves because with most other forms of non-traditional living, you have to deal with counties, permits, this, that, and all that Mm -hmm. jazz. So I knew that that kind of turned me away from a lot of other options. So as soon as I found out about Tiny Houses on Wheels specifically, that kind of convinced me to, you know, now I'm set. This is it. I did a high school project on it eventually. And I was like, wow, I really like this tiny house stuff, you know? And yeah, from there I was like, that's it. I'm building one. You know, I won't have to pay any mortgage or rent. Thank God I made this decision three years ago because things are crazy out here. Mm Mm-hmm. However, we're still trying to buy a property. But aside the point, um, we do have a tiny house, so we don't have to pay, you know, the ridiculous fees that come along with owning a home or renting a home. So taking on a full tiny house build is definitely, I would say, unconventional for anybody to do themselves, but especially for a high schooler. It's not, not usually what you see high school students doing. Did you face any kind of 
ridicule or pushback from your your friends or your peers? Do people say like, what the heck are you doing? Or were, were, were your friends kind of like, yeah, cool, more power to you? Yeah, um, that's actually a good question. This is going to sound really sad, but I didn't really have much friends in high school. Okay. Because I decided to leave sophomore year um, to work full time to save up money to build my tiny house. So I was doing wow. online school. So I was a loner. Um, but the little friends that I did have, they, you know, mm-hmm. are way better. And they definitely supported it. They thought it was cool. I did have a few people question how an 18 year old girl specifically was going to be able to do it. And I said, just wait and see. It'll be finished eventually. Mm-hmm. Three years later, here we mm-hmm. are. But um, yeah, I don't think I got too much backlash. You know, I had one friend with a really sort of negative opinion, but that's aside the point, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone else loves it. Now that my friends get to come over, so cool to see their reaction, you know, like step by step, they saw it when it was just a frame. Now they get to see it when it's finished. Mm-hmm. Although they have told me they wouldn't live in here because it's a little too small for them, but I know it's not for everyone, but it fits for me. What would you say are, are you know, you already brought up the fact that, you know, people at the, at the, at the hardware store, people at the lumber yard, like kind of immediately look down on a woman builder Mm -hmm. and then to add you're you're a young woman builder. But I want to flip that on its head. Like, what are the, what are your advantages? Like, what are the kind of things that, that you can do that nobody else can do in that situation? That's a really good question. I don't know. I feel like I've been getting all of like the, the punches thrown at me. But at the end of the day, I don't think I would change it because now being mm-hmm. where I am, I can do so much and I know yeah. how to do a lot of things. And it's always the most satisfying part is seeing, you know, someone come up to me and say, Oh, you don't, ha- you don't know how to do that. You know, and we run a flooring mm-hmm. business and sometimes my installer doesn't know how to do things or subcontractors. And I'm like, just give me the hammer. You know, I got it. Like you can go home. You're going to pay cut though, because I'm going to put it on my paycheck. So it's really yeah. nice to have that, you know, feeling that really nothing can stop you. Yeah. But I do get some weird looks at Lowe's and Home Depot sometimes, but people there kind of got used to me after making however many trips a day that I needed to. So I actually made some, oh, it's constant. yeah, I made some good friends, but, and also too, it's helped obviously in the content side of things, because I don't think it's very common to see a woman doing this stuff. So, you know, my goal thankfully is to kind of, help empower, you know, other women, Mm -hmm. especially young ones, which I don't see a lot. I know women are badasses, so we can do anything, but seeing younger people just get into it, I think would be Mm -hmm. really cool. And hopefully that's what I can inspire to do. Well, take me through your build. You, you mentioned, or I think it said in your bio that it was about three years start to finish. How did you approach working on it? Was like it a, a kind of nights and weekends thing, or did you do like you know, a couple of weeks full time every so often. It's kind of a whirlwind, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm a very a hustler, I guess is what you would call it. So I'm always doing something. When I first started building my tiny house, I was actually working three jobs Damn. to like help pay for this and some other stuff as well, which I'll get into. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. timing was definitely an issue. Uh, in terms of mm-hmm. approaching it, it's definitely overwhelming. <laughs> Did give a, a few panic attacks here and there, but um, you know, YouTube is my bestie, so I just went on there. Anything that I didn't know how mm-hmm. to do, I would either ask my dad because he's a very good, you know, carpenter, or I would just go on YouTube and look it up myself. And so, 
instead of looking at like the full build as like, oh my gosh, you know, we have to do all of this. I was like, okay, today we have to, you know, do the subfloor, focus solely on the subfloor, you know, or painting, you know, that's all I did for a certain point. And I didn't try to mix match things because it would get overwhelming mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. And I was learning everything from scratch. So it was a lot of information to indulge. But yeah, I mean, you know, I just kind of went for it. Um, eventually it took three years because I did have the opportunity to purchase a property and add a mobile home to it to have some cash flow coming in because uh, I do invest in real estate. So it got to a point where I had to halt all build on the tiny house for about a year and then, you know, mm-hmm. work on that other project. And then I came back to it. So, and, you know, during the tiny house build, I actually remodeled two full houses. So that's probably why it took three years. Wow. Like for, for hire? Yeah. Like me and sometimes my husband would come out and help, but, um, you know, I built all of this and then I actually remodeled mm-hmm. my mobile home from scratch as well which was a whole mm-hmm. other learning curve. And then we also remodeled another home as well that I was investing in. So a lot of remodeling. Wow. Yeah. After wow. you get into yeah. it, you just run with it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I, I've, I've had similar kind of experiences once you've done one and you, you start to want to just renovate and remodel every, every space. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned, you know, so you have a very successful TikTok channel. I know you're on Instagram and YouTube. Um, so you kind of have the dual role of being a real estate investor, but also kind of being a content creator. Which do you see, like, which one is your day job and which one is your hustle? Oh, boy. Uh, I have a lot of day jobs and I have a lot of hustles. So these aren't the only two things that I like to focus on. Um, you know, you got to keep it interesting in life. But um, mm-hmm. I would definitely say probably the real estate investments just because it does bring in a little more income. Yeah. You know, being a loan officer, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, the channel, the TikTok and all that stuff mm-hmm. is definitely more of a hustle. Mm-hmm. But they kind of go on par. You know, I'm just speaking from, you know, the effort that I actually put in. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily what I get out because it's a little unbalanced, but, um, you know, thankfully I've been able to create an amazing following and it's just really helped me kind of push me to finish this thing too, because now that I don't have anything to work on, I'm like, wow, I need to buy another house to like, or, you know, start building another tiny house. The goal is doing yeah. a van conversion, but I don't know if I'm ready for that one yet. <laughs> Yeah, nothing is square inside of a van. Exactly. And I feel like the whole electrical thing is what stressed me out the most here. And I know in Mm -hmm. vans, you have to very meticulously wire things, you know, and make sure that the solar power works. And that to me just, it's kind of scaring me. But at the same time, I already built one house. How hard can it be to build half of a house? It already has a shell. You've got it. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. No, I have, I have no, uh, I, I, I just met you, but I think you've got Thank it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure that there, well, actually, I'll, I'll preface this by saying, like, I would say that a lot of people that I interview on the show, I think a lot of, a lot of people that I've encountered who are kind of going tiny tend to be actually like older people who are like maybe reaching the ends of their careers or wanting to downsize after raising a family and having kids and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, you, you live full time in your tiny house and, 
kind of, kind, kind of. of. Okay. Well, actually, that's the question. So do you live full time in your um, So the answer, yes. Uh, but we're in a kind of particular situation right now because we couldn't find a property to actually park it on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, since the goal was to kind of purchase something, yep. as we all know, the market is crazy right now. So it didn't end up happening yep. that yep. way. So we had to kind of rent a space, you know, next to my mom's house. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're parked right now. Everything works. However, we don't have mm-hmm. a septic system. Okay. So we have to carry a little, I call it a poop tank. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So anytime we have to shower or at least do a number two, we have to go over to my mom's house because I don't want to clean it. But okay. we do have like an emergency okay. basis. Yeah, I know that's TMI, but it's kind of like we live here. But if we have to, you know, take a shower or something, we have to go to yep. our parents' house, which thankfully they live across the street. So it's not that bad. And did you consider going with a compost toilet? I did. Like I said, the plan was kind of to park it in a place where the house would be fully functional. I never really intended Mm -hmm. for it to be like a remote type of thing. So, you know, I wanted it to be like a normal house, obviously downsized by a lot. Mm -hmm. So I never really considered it until now, you know, because we're kind of going through that issue. Yeah. But I'm still in the mindset of, you know, we're looking for properties and things. So it's one of those you invest in it and maybe you'll buy something you won't need it anymore. So right now it's working for us. So I'm just going to keep it how it is. Got it. Got it. Nice. Um, well, I was the other question that I wanted to ask is like, what's your pitch to other other young folks on tiny living? Yeah. Um, oh, I, all my friends have heard the spew. <laughs> and- well, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, honestly, I know it's not for everyone and I just say that because my house isn't for everyone, but I think tiny living mm-hmm. itself could be for anyone. It's just because it's so custom built to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there are bigger tiny houses like the conversation that I had with my friends the other day. They need like a huge bathroom to like do their hair in and stuff. I'm like, "Listen, girl, I'm a little mm-hmm. low maintenance. Our sink is this big and it's enough for me to brush my teeth and that's fine." <laughs> So, you know, this tiny house might not be for them, but I've seen tiny houses where I'm like, is that actually considered to be a tiny house? Cause they're so mm-hmm. big or they're so luxurious, yeah. which is awesome. I love to see it, but I would tell people, you know, for one, you're probably not going to have a mortgage payment or unless you finance your tiny house, but it'll probably be a lot lower than an actual house. And if you have your own property or if you rent it out, it's going to be a lot more affordable. Plus, I just love having that sense of like, I'm free because I can just take my house anywhere. So it's like, you know, I'm getting bored of living here. Let me just take it to New York one day and, you know, move there for a few years and then come back or whatever I want to do. So, I mean, there's just so many benefits to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's just so many benefits to it. But those are my two big ones because I know a lot of younger folks struggle Mm -hmm. with you know, maybe not wanting to live in their hometown for that much longer. And also to mm-hmm. not, you know, with the crazy housing market, people are kind of struggling to pay for things, especially housing. So, you know, why keep stressing over making, you know, your rent payment on time, just live tiny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was your, what was your favorite part of the build, you know, in terms of all the different tasks and what was your least favorite? Oh boy. Hmm. I think my favorite was framing, which I think might Mm -hmm. shock people a little bit because they're like, oh, you know, 
maybe I like to do more of the feminine touches or the decorating. Absolutely not. I hated doing the feminine, the finishing touches. I feel like mm-hmm. they're just so tedious and everything has to look perfect. And I am not a perfectionist mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So for me, like the framing is like you get to pick up a hammer and a saw and you actually get to do, you know, like the big work. Yeah. And also too, you just see so much progress so much faster. So, you know, we would build a wall in the day and it'd be up the next. Yeah. And it's just a lot more satisfying because I think it's what people think women can't do. So the fact that I could do it Mm -hmm. was even more, you know, rewarding. Mm -hmm. And then my least favorite had to be the air conditioner. It wouldn't work. I tried it, the mini splits. I said, you know what? The installation is too expensive. I'm going to do it myself. I can do it. Hype myself up. Didn't work. And then I wasted all the fluid that was in there. So I had to hire somebody anyways. Oh, no. Yeah. So that was a learning curve. Maybe don't try to cheap out on everything. (laughs) But I did meet a really nice guy who helped me. And he didn't even charge me for it. But I paid him anyways because I was like, "Uh uh-uh. That's just not even fair. So I made so many friends, too, throughout the build that, I mean, I just wouldn't trade it for the world. That's awesome. And and I mean, again, you kind of to build an entire tiny house, you really learn how to do everything. Carpentry, plumbing, electrical, roofing, mm-hmm. just everything. Oh, yeah. 100%. Roofing was a rough one. We did have a leak at some point and I had to figure out what I was going to do about it. Mm. I think it's not leaking anymore because we've never had water come in here anymore. So fingers crossed it stays that way. <laughs> What what kind of roof did you put on the house? Um, everything is metal. So on the outside, every the whole inch of it is metal. I call it my little tuna okay. can because it's gray. Eventually, I'll paint it maybe. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, okay. So, like a corrugated metal roof. Mm-hmm, exactly. Nice. Nice. Do you plan to, yeah, like, what's your next build? Oh, boy. Or do you think you'll build something from scratch again? Maybe. Never say never, right? Um, eventually, yeah, yeah. I do. I guess my end goal is like, I just love tiny houses so much and what they have to offer, mm-hmm. not just to me, but like to the community, you know, environmentally wise, there's so many benefits. Yeah. Yeah. You know, affordable housing is a huge one too, which we need a lot more of. And just downsizing. Mm-hmm. I feel like you live a little bit of a happier life and this might not be, you know, everyone mm-hmm. has this opinion. But I feel like you just live happier with less and less, you mm-hmm. know, consumerism, less, just less in general. So I think that there's so many benefits to it that I really resonate with that eventually I do want to build out a tiny house park mm-hmm. and have, you know, lots for other people. Because here in Florida, it's pretty open in most, you know, compared mm-hmm. to most other states about tiny houses. But I feel like we're lacking the affordable side of it because a lot of people take Mm. took tiny houses and they made it into this you know cute little you know airbnb thing or whatever and i'm all for it you know i have to pay for the affordable housing somehow so Mm. i do want to eventually have a mix of both but the end goal is to have a tiny house park which isn't exactly a build i guess um i probably just design and maybe coordinate them and maybe do more of the hardcore structure But I think I have to focus on the bigger details if I want something like that to work out. Yeah, those are some big details. Big details. But new and new skills. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Something that I didn't learn when I was building this one out because there will be a lot more going on. How much did you spend on your build? So the whole thing 
I got to a point where I just kind of stopped counting. And I don't say that like as a negative thing. It's just like I probably won't go over my budget, which I made three years ago. Granted, when I did start, lumber prices were absolutely ridiculous. Mm. So my goal initially was to spend about Mm $15,000. I think it's probably at like eighteen or nineteen now, but that's including, you know, furniture and basically everything that we need to live in it. So take that how you will. It's pretty dang good considering most other housing prices and just tiny house prices in general after they're already built. Super reasonable. Super yeah. reasonable. Yeah. I mean, I will. And was that like all new? Like, did you use any salvaged or, or reused stuff or is that all new? Yeah. So, I mean, from that 15000 obviously I did all of the labor. So in labor costs, that's, I yeah. can't yeah. even add that in. No, you can't. Yeah. You can't add that. Yeah. In. But in terms of material, I would say a lot of things was like half and half. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, my dad, like I said, does carpentry. And we do know a lot of people that work in that kind of home remodeling segment. Mm -hmm. So like my cabinets, for example, they're soft clothes, they're black, which I was like, I want black cabinets, even if I have to spend $1,000 on them. Mm -hmm. We happened to find some that someone was throwing away. Nice. And they are the nicest cabinets. Like these are expensive and they're a little dinged up. But I said, you know what? Put them in there. And they're like the perfect yeah, yeah. color. The countertop too, we actually made out of um, huge like two by four porcelain slabs. Cool. Because I didn't want to do granite. I felt like it was kind of outdated a little bit depending on the style. Mm-hmm. And it's way too heavy, you know, and I wanted to keep it mm. under the tiny house limit. And I didn't really have a, a notion for how much things cost or not cost, excuse me, how much things yep. weigh. Yep. So I just wanted to make sure that I was going to keep it under the limit for the tiny house or for my trailer mm-hmm. that I purchased. So I said, you know what? We own a flooring company. Let's do something crazy with it. So I just kind of took them from our showroom and put them in there. Nice. But yeah, I mean, a lot of it was half and half. The flooring was also give, given to me, obviously. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a backsplash. I don't want to do that in here. But like other things, I would just kind of go to the, you know home renovation store and just purchase whatever I needed. So how does that work doing a countertop with, with porcelain slabs? I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Um, I guess they're really popular in like other countries from what I've heard, mm-hmm. but a lot of people, and like I did a lot of research and I couldn't find anything on using like huge slabs of tile. A lot of people would either use very small ones or like little 12 by 12 tiles like this big. My countertop is probably like eight feet long. So we used two huge pieces. Wow. And we installed it just like a regular tile and it hasn't, I mean, like I've stepped on it before to like reach the top of the cabinets and nothing, you know, happened. We had to do the plywood, the cement board, thin set it, and then make sure that, you know, there was actually thin set, no hollow spots because if we stepped on it, obviously it would crack. Right. You'd crack it. Exactly. And then we cut out obviously the sinkhole, but it worked pretty Uh good. I'm actually presently surprised. I think it's one of my favorite parts of the tiny house, to be honest. Yeah, well, it's 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 cool when you when you do something unique in your house and kind of get to use a building material that you maybe wouldn't normally use. That that ends up being kind of a feature of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a showstopper for sure, especially the color and the like the style. It seems like everything that I wanted in terms of design, I just was like finding here and there. So you know, had to DIY a few things and get creative with it. But a lot of sleepless nice. nights trying to figure out how I was going to do that. <laughs> Yeah. Are there any other kind of unique features that you that you like to tell people about oh, in your tiny I house? I love telling people about this. 
I have a shoe closet that fits about 37 pairs of shoes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a minimalist in some mm-hmm. aspects. So mm-hmm. when I was like, you know, I'm going to live tiny, I said, my shoes need to come with me. I need my high heels. I need all of them. And mm-hmm. so I built out this closet that actually has like pull out racks because where I used to live, I had a full walk in closet. So to okay. downsize, you know, obviously it was going to be a feat. And I said, I think I can do it. And everyone doubted me. This was the one doubt everyone had when I said I was going to do this. Yep. And, you know, I custom designed everything too, measured everything. Not sure if the engineering was quite there. because Sometimes they get stuck on the way, you know, back, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it works. And I have my full walk-in closet that I used to have in a normal house in my tiny house. Nice. That's awesome. And I hopefully I, I wasn't able to access the photos that you sent me before the interview, but but I'd love to have a photo of the shoe closet. Hopefully there's one in there. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um well one thing that I like to ask all my guests is, you know, what are two or three of your favorite resources? They could be like YouTube channels or books or or really anything, like something that helped you out on on the way that you'd like to share with our listeners. Yeah, of course. Um I think mine are probably going to be a little different. You have to actually go out and talk to people. And, you know, if you're going to Lowe's, you might be surprised at how many people are going to think it's cool what you're doing and they want to help you Mm -hmm. the best they can. So Mm -hmm. they'll sit there and do, you know, 30 minutes of research with you as to see, you know, what might work best for what you need. So even though I didn't have knowledge about certain products and items and this and that, they would like actually take their time. One, I think they kind of saw me as like, you know, oh, you know, she's younger, maybe she needs some help. But I also think that they thought it was really cool. I actually befriended the guy who ordered the roofing for me at Lowe's. And he always just tells me like, hey, how's your tiny house going? So okay, eventually, I want to have a barbecue with like everyone that helped out. But definitely like just talk to people, you know, at like hardware stores, even if they don't know about tiny houses in particular, they definitely know their, uh-huh. their trade or their product. Yep. Yep. Number two, obviously YouTube Academy. Gotta love it. Just sit down, you know, and binge watch a bunch of tiny house videos. Eventually something will click in here, you know, and just kind of niching it down to each individual step. If you don't know how to do flooring, for example, there's individual videos that'll teach you how to do each and every item. I think this isn't really a resource, but I feel like you have to have a good support system. So family, Mm. friends, people who, you know, when something gets frustrating and it will get frustrating because you can't figure something else or, you know, you've tried 50 times and it doesn't work. You need to have that kind of base to kind of push, you know, push you and maybe, you know, exchange some ideas. Maybe you didn't think of something. And that's, you know, obviously if you have a handyman, dad, it helps a lot, but he wasn't there for the full build. And the part that he wasn't there, I had to kind of figure things out on my own and just you know, have some cheerleaders behind me to encourage me to get through it. Awesome. Well, Tiffany DeSilva, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much to Tiffany DeSilva for being a guest on the show today. You can find the show notes, including photos of Tiffany's build and links to Tiffany's TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. It's all there and a complete transcript to boot. That's at thetinyhouse.net slash 287. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 287. Well, that's all for this week. I will be back in two weeks with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.